everyone to the round table for struggling private practice owners. We're so excited to have you with us today. Today is really for you to hear the stories and be inspired by other people who have gone from starting and struggling to successful in group practices. They're going to be opening up their hearts and be vulnerable, and we really do appreciate that. Um, and this is your chance to ask questions about boot camp from people who have lived it and gone through it instead of just hearing us yammer on about it. Um, <laughs> we're going to record this session and um, let's see what else is there. And if you need captions, those are available to you as well. Um, and anytime in the chat, you can post your questions down below. Um, we would love to see them. So we want everyone to introduce themselves in case you don't know. I'm Kelly. That's Miranda. <laughs> I know we get confused. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to go around if you want to introduce yourself um, and share what life looked like before boot camp and what life looks like now. And this could be like personally and professionally in about two minutes. And then we'll also be inviting you guys to put your link to your website um, in the chat as well. Um, so that people can go and check you out. I'm going to start with Aaron in the top left corner um, because that's where that is and we'll kind of go down the path. So Aaron, what did life look like before um, Zinni Me and what does it look like now? Yeah, so before Zinni Me, I had, I think I was in practice about two years and was just kind of winging it and trying to figure it all out and how to make it work. Um, and I reached out to... A, my interview, I guess it is, I don't know, it was with Miranda. Um, and I kind of had a full practice, but I wasn't making enough money. I wasn't making ends meet. And I was also in a, so I had another person that I shared an office with. And we each legally had our own LLC, which is how we're structured in Colorado, but we had a shared doing business as. And my first round of boot camp, what changed for me was we re I restructured our website. We I implemented simple practice, some of the marketing pieces, really getting clear on my policies and procedures. And all of a sudden, I had more clients. Uh oh. This and so we added 1099 clients and kind of grew this quasi group practice. And a couple of years into that, came to the realization that I was still struggling financially. I was writing checks to my contract employee so that they were making more than I was. Um, like this is the lesson in like all the mistakes that Aaron made so you don't have to do it. Um, <laughs> and about the time that that realization came about, the other person in my shared doing business as basically came and said, this isn't working for me anymore either. We resolved, dissolved the shared doing business as, and I basically handed everything over to her. All the 1099s went to her, the website, all the marketing, and I started over. And thank goodness I did, because that was in what, 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. And I really dug in and I dropped all the extra stuff I was doing and I really honed in on just providing really good care for children and families. And through the pandemic, I built back up to a full practice and I practice three days a week now. And while I'm not exactly where I wanna be, I'm so much closer than I was. So that was longer than two minutes and kind That's of- okay. <laughs> That's all right. 
Love it, Erin. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Tabby. Tabby with her pink crown on. I, I thought you had your hair dyed and then I saw. <laughs> Love it. Now I, I decided today was a real good day for a crown and so I'm wearing one. Um, so my name is Tabitha Westbrook. I have a private practice in Wake Forest, North Carolina, but I live in Texas, which is part of my boot camp story. And I started boot camp in April of 2017. At the time that I started, I was transitioning from a whole other, completely different industry, full-time career. And I had four jobs when I started boot camp. And I'm a single mom. So being able to pay the bills doing this was of vital importance. And I joined boot camp after seeing an advertisement and doing one of the free trainings because I didn't feel like a good business owner. I felt like a good therapist, but not a good business owner. And so I dove in and never looked back. And in, let's see, I started boot camp in April, 2017. In June, on June 1st, 2017, I quit my other jobs and was full-time private practice and have paid all of my bills. And then I decided to take on an intern and Miranda told me, oh, you're a group practice. And I was like, nah, for a couple of years. <laughs> and finally just embraced what I was doing anyway. And now I have, um, let's see, uh, four clinicians, an intern. We're going to have another two interns next year, two offices um, in two locations. And I live in Texas and manage my practice remotely in North Carolina. And I love it. And I wouldn't do anything different. And boot camp really helped me understand the numbers piece because I'm math impaired. Um, I should probably find a 12-step program for that. And being able to understand the numbers, what I needed, what I needed to be able to run the business and pay my bills has been absolutely vital. Plus being able to market to my niche. I mean, I love the messier, the better is our motto. We like to play in the deep end of the pond and being able to let the clients know that are going to be blessed by us. What we do um, has been incredible and, and finding the people that, that we are supposed to help really helps. And when we do that good work, it feels really good and we are changing the world and I love it. Wonderful. I love it. Thanks, Princess Thanks. Tabby. <laughs> queen. Queen Tabby. Queen Tabby. Yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. oh, that's I'll, I'll queen. take Queen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jennifer. Let's see. I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm unmuted. I was just looking back um, because Life Before Zenny Me can go back to like 2013 when I first um, started thinking about private, well, realistically thinking about private practice. And then in 2016, all of the free trainings, I had done all of that pre-work and I was just comparing what I wrote then. It's all saved in my Google, Google Drive. Oh, wow. But I did not sign in or sign up until December of 19. So I took a detour I um, because I was like, oh, somebody else can contract me for their practice and then I will build them their practice and make them money and still be burned out. Um, that did not work out so well. Um, as you all know, I was just looking at my, my vision and goals sheets from um, December 27th of 2019. And it's just amazing the difference, you know, talking about BetterHelp and Teladoc and my goals were like, offer fewer evening appointments and tell clients I'm not going to answer messages on the weekends, like, which to me, like, I haven't done that in so long. It's just completely different. I mean... <laughs> It's like, what was I doing? I was so burned out, so burned out. Um, so yeah, before I actually did boot camp, I was doing like, I was piecing together like Teladoc, 
well, at that time it was mostly better help. I, I did talk space. I did Maven clinic. I did breakthrough. Cause I'm like, I need somebody else to help me be a private practice owner apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing insurance. So I got on all the insurance panels and I switched, you know, when I left that practice, I switched them all over to me and I was just drowning and working so many hours, like well over 30 a week. And I had a, a baby too. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was like December of 19, I was just so overwhelmed and frustrated and I kind of knew that I could do it, but I just had, I'm not a business, also not a numbers person, did not understand or know what I needed to do. So it was like a little bit impulsive, but also like that desperation of like, I can't feel this way about my work. Now I'm home, you know, my husband will be like, what's the matter? Like you work from home, you know, like you work from home, you work for yourself, but I wasn't really working for myself. Um, and I wasn't doing good quality work because I was so overwhelmed and working all hours of the day and night and basically trying to fit life in around my business. So what that looks like now is very different. I work less hours, make a lot more money, which affords me the ability to be a better clinician. Um, I'm not resentful. I'm not burned out. I can show up. I'm excited about my work. I work with the right clients And that for me was huge. And the boundaries piece, I've always struggled with that. And like, it's amazing to me, you know, I just, I always post like in the um, business school bootcamp community, because nobody else gets it unless you've been through it, like how huge it is. But it's like, I used to cry on the way to work when I worked in these agencies. I mean, literally crying on the way to work, I'd be cranking up music. Like I can get through this day. I can get through this day. Like, and that was just a typical day. It wasn't like going through hard things. That was just And so to get from there to like, okay, I'm in private practice, but I'm exhausted because I'm seeing so many people because I was making $25 per session before taxes, you know, and then it's like, now I'm excited. Like right now life is very stressful, but my business is the one place that I feel really good. Like I, I feel competent. It's going well. I know what I'm doing. It's steady. Um, and I feel more confidence in like taking risks and, and kind of pushing outside of what I was comfortable with before. And I really, I'm getting better outcomes with my clients and I feel more energized after my sessions, which is like beyond comprehension. (laughs) I used to think like, oh, if you're a therapist, you, you must be exhausted. And it's like sometimes, but like for the most part, I'm excited. I could keep going, you know, it's like, I'm into it, you know? So it's, that's huge. That's my, that's my big change. And I have time for like my family. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer. All right. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I was like before and now. (laughs) So, um, so life, so I'm Lauren Hahn and I'm Orlando, Florida. Um, I life before was, um, so I've heard pieces of my story and others, um, stories too. So I, had just had a baby. I wanted to go into private practice so I could, you know, be there for my baby. And I was working all the time around the clock. I was seeing clients in the morning at night. And then I was trying to figure out this whole business thing and how to market and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so I was just going non nonstop because I'm a worker. I'll go, go, go. But all like nothing was really generating me anything substantial, except for that. I was just working more. Um, I was seeing all different kinds of clients, anyone that would call, I'd be like, yes, absolutely. Let me figure out how to make this work. And then I would go and do a new training and this, that, and the other. So I just really had 
um, no boundaries in terms of the clients I was seeing and the hours that I was working and all of that. Um, uh, interestingly, I heard someone say something about their website and, and, and through Zinni Me, I did upgrade my website, although I, I know it probably needs a newer upgrade right now, but my husband was like, your website looks like Craigslist. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I was like, come on, you don't like that. But then I did their like website tutorial and then I got everything switched over to Squarespace um, so, so that was, I, I took some notes too. Let's see what else was life like. Um, <clears throat> so I'll say this. So after I came in contact with Zinni Me and started integrating everything, I really started to get focused and do, um, marketing that was for me. So I'm really introverted. I love to write. Um, and so most of my marketing really has been writing great blogs to my ideal clients. I started going to trainings that were really specific to the people that we work with, which is tra trauma, anxiety, and toxic relationships. Um, and I also started getting better outcomes. And that's something that I've been tracking over time. So, and then I like Google is my number one referral source because of all of my blogs. So I get lots of calls from all of that. And now through all of that, during the pandemic, I expanded into a group practice and now I have two clinicians. I'm hiring a third and I just hired an assistant. So yeah. that is life now. Oh, and I'll say my goal has always been to take Fridays and do self-care. And this last Friday, I was running with my husband in the middle of the day because he also has Fridays off and we were spending the day together and my business is still running. So while I was doing that to have balance. That's great. Awesome, Lauren. My shirt's hot. Okay. <laughs> All right, Gina. Hi, I'm Gina Aguayo. I'm around Boston um, in Massachusetts and pre-Zinimi, post-Zinimi. Pre-Zinimi, and I'm going to be blunt, was a shit show. <laughs> and Miranda can agree to that, I think. Um, Post Zinni Me, uh, I'll give you the update now. We've grown, so we doubled in size over COVID. I'm currently at uh, eight therapists. I just bought a commercial building. We closed on the 31st of August. I have um, a full-time admin, two part-time admins. Um, I see my clinical hours in a week equal probably four six on a heavy week. Um, and I pay all my bills. I have excess money. I have time to do things. I have a daughter who is a competitive gymnast. I don't ever miss a practice. I don't ever miss a meet. I take time off to do all that stuff. I'm not great at self-care, but that's a personal choice. Um, so that's post Zinni Me. Pre Zinni Me, I made less money than my then the one clinician I had hired to work for me who only worked 15 hours a week and I was working like 82. Um, I had zero processes in place. I had zero concept of what numbers were, much less what they could mean. Um, and basically I was just trying to keep my head above water. So here I sit in my unfurnished, but brand new <laughs> office in my building. <laughs> I was a little late to the beginning of this meeting because the contractor was here because we need to have some work done. And that's 
what I do now. So posting me so much easier. <laughs> whole, different, whole different experience. I, uh, we just did another one of these, um, talks on the, with people just starting from scratch. And we're talking about the idea of clinicians having group practices where they're basically paying other people to work for them, meaning they were not even making the profit they would have had as an individual practice owner. <laughs> yep. Totally did that. No good. Gina did that. Aaron did that. Yeah. The idea of like, sometimes when we create a business where we don't understand like all the moving parts and it gets very complex when you have multiple people and like Gina has an insurance-based practice primarily, like there's a lot of like the profit margins are very thin. And so if you're not really understanding those numbers, it's very easy to get into a place where people are like, I love working here. Um, and you're like, but I'm dying inside. And <laughs> I'm really like legitimately giving away the profit from my client, my clients to you. Mm-hmm. And like something's terribly wrong. So Nikki. Hi guys. Um, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So life before Zinimi was I was working three jobs. I it was I think I joined Zinimi before I was licensed. So it was quite a while ago. But I was one of them was in a group practice. So I was building clientele in a group practice. The person that I worked for had me help them with all the, the marketing ideas and to run their workshops for them. And so I thought, oh, like, how hard could this be? I know, like, you know, I'm slightly business savvy. I can kind of do this. Then I joined Cinemi and it kind of changed the whole entire game um, because there's efficacy. You can kind of measure the growth of your business, which is like a, a complete um, change of definition. Right, and how you build your private practice. And so I was full when I lived in Los Angeles. And then during the pandemic, I decided to move to San Diego right before the pandemic and completely started all over. Um, And now I'm completely full and um, trying to figure out what my next direction is. And, but I keep going back to the original practices like you know ideal day and the business plan and the marketing plan and everything that you get in boot camp is amazing because you just keep reutilizing it every single step of the way as you reinvest and kind of reframe and you know redefine where you're going to go so yeah awesome how has personal life changed for you before and after boot camp oh that's a huge difference too so i used to work I would say six days a week, right before I joined boot camp, and now I'm working four days a week, well, three and a half really. Um, and now I have no weekends that I work. I have a lot more personal time and a lot more time to focus on my business. I'm not working as many hours, and so it's kind of amazing because you know it just um, allows you to maintain, to be able to to measure and to kind of have the outcomes that you want in your personal life as well. I love it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So I want to ask a question. Lauren brought up the idea of, of clinical outcomes and she's been able to track those over time. And Lauren actually like messaged me the other day with some numbers. I don't know if she happens to have them in front of her, um, with the clinical outcomes, but for you guys, how has this, obviously you guys kind of talked about like the financial side and the schedule side of things, but how has this impacted the clinical side of things and your clinical outcomes? 
So I'm happy to share those numbers if mm -hmm. that you think that would be helpful. I do. I think it's wonderful. So I measured, uh, I went through all of my inactive clients and measured mutual termination um, was progress made or, and then who actually completed all of their, like completed therapy because they completed all their goals. Um, mutual termination went from 2018. This is when I started um, boot camp to now. It was 27% in 2018 is 97% so far this year from mutual wow. termination. That's yeah. Huge. Yes, yes, yes. So that means I am in tune with the clients and we are addressing things that come up because we bring it to the table. And if it's not working, then we talk about it and we get them out before they burn out of therapy. Um, and I'm teaching that to my clinicians now, which I think they are like, they're not loving the outcomes conversations, but they're loving this idea of mutual termination. Um, progress. I'll have to look at that one. I think it, it went from like, 40% to 87%. So at least they made some sort of progress in their goals before um, completing and then completely completing therapy. All goals went from 20% to 40%. So it's, yeah. I think that's like such a huge piece, right. In terms of us being able to track our, our sense of like, what's working, what's not to be able to even see and look at that and go, well, what are, what are the commonalities between the people that complete, between the people who reach all of their goals? So how can I prepare people in my marketing? How can I prepare my clinicians to have these kinds of outcomes or to catch this? Because when somebody has a bad experience, and I say bad, right? It doesn't even have to be a bad experience, but they have an experience that is not exemplary in therapy, what are the odds that they're going to go immediately and go, oh, maybe it just wasn't a good fit. I'll just go to the next person, right? When they don't feel that attunement, when somebody else isn't saying to like, hey, you know, like it's feeling like you're not making progress for a goal at the speed that even I would like. How's the speed feeling for you? Like, let's talk about this and bring it up because I want, I, you wanted this and I don't see us moving towards that. Do you see it in a way that I can't see it? Oh, we're both. Okay. Then let's figure out what to change or let's get you connected with someone who, who fits your way of working. Right. Like that's just beautiful. Who else wanted to share? You can just raise your hand like this too. Yeah. Gina. And then we'll do Jennifer. So I think the, one of the things that, that having worked through Zinimi helped me to understand is that it's okay to not work with everybody. In fact, it's better to not do that. Um, and the other piece was that, you know, tracking, I, I always hated numbers. I think I resisted numbers for, I don't know, half the time I was working. <laughs> um, the tracking actually can be very helpful. And so coming up with a tracking system that works for you and it, might not be, you know, it might be qualitative and not quantitative and that's okay, but figuring out how best to track so that you know what you're doing, or for those of us that have group practices, what our clinicians are doing so that there's something to talk about both with like in consultation with someone else, but also if you have people working for you, you know, with them and being able to say, okay, here's this thing that either is going well or isn't going well. And what can we do to help improve that? And without having had the objective view of Zinimi to be able to give me that 
larger view, I don't think I would have been in a place to be able to do what I have done over the course of time. And now I have my clinical director have those conversations because I have one of those now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I love it. Jennifer? Okay. So I um, have not been tracking them like quantitatively, like that would be a goal maybe to get on my list for this next round because now I have an assistant as well. So I am very excited about that. It's amazing. But um, the quality of like my outcomes um, for sure is like, it's just so different because of, I mean, it's like, if you look at like the big picture of what Zinimi has done, it's the mindset, it's the specifics, like numbers and it's the knowledge and tools that you need to kind of get there and the the stuff that addresses like the money garbage and like all of the limiting beliefs like it so I feel like it's all the whole package but like that having the outcomes conversations with the scripting I think has been important for me because I stumble with like those hard conversations of like you're not making progress like to me I'm like oh what's that gonna but it's like, I can say it in a way where I'm confident and it's coming from a place of like love and like no ego about it. And like, let's, it's like problem solving and people really appreciate that. Um, so either they're getting better with me or I feel like they're getting better. They're going to get better with somebody else versus, you know, you get people who are like, well, I was with the therapist for two years. Was it helpful? Not really. What would you do? Well, I just talk about what happened every week. You know, it's like, well, that's not what we do here. Cause I'm going to get bored. <laughs> so if it's not working, let's there's, it's so exciting. There's so many different modalities or, or different approaches. So I think like that and the mindset of like an abundance mindset and like, we don't compete, we stand out. And it's, um, it's great to connect with other therapists, even like throughout, I work at virtually in two States and it's been a challenge, you know, meeting other therapists and transition, you know, I'm making a referral. Okay. Well, I've got somebody in like, I don't know, Indy today that I need to make a referral for in Cleveland tomorrow. So I've got to kind of start the process, but I'm making those connections to other private practitioners. And it's like, or, or other people who only do virtual. And it's like, it's so nice to be like, we're not competing for clients, but like, I think this person could really help you. And I feel great about moving you on, especially because I know there's going to be more people coming that are a good fit. So it just Miranda, feels really good. Miranda went to go grab our new swag. There's stickers that say, I don't compete, oh, I stand out. <laughs> for your laptops. For your laptops. <laughs> Nikki, I know you were going to say something, then I'll move it to Tabby. Yeah, I loved even when Gina was even saying, you know, like all of us are learning how to have different conversations. And Jennifer, you're right, because it is us working together. But doing Zinimi and following these conversations also gets rid of all of our head trash, all of the imposter syndrome that we've had, you know, as therapists, you can see all of the panelists, like we're nodding our heads because we're all in sync. Like these are things that like all of us have, right? So when we have these outcome measures and we have these conversations that are clients, it allows us to be better clinicians, right? And to get more confident in the work that we do. And we can also, it changes the way that we work with our clients. There's more efficacy and we can pivot the way that we can personalize our work to them. And so that really allows us to improve the way that we work with our clients. It then gives us confidence as clinicians, which then we get rid of all of these problems with all of our fees and we learn how to kind of develop more and more and how to support each other. This community is like always a group of support. 
I have never reached out to somebody who has been a boot camper and not been received in a way. So, you know, that's one thing that I would tell you again and again. Like, if you're thinking about joining boot camp, do it. So that's my two cents. <laughs> Tavi, and then we have some questions to ask y'all too. Tavi, go ahead. And one thing I would say too about outcome data is you really can tailor it to your business, right? So the framework is there and you can tailor it to what you do. So one of our things is domestic abuse and coercive control in the Christian church. So we liaise with churches all the time. And sometimes they love us and sometimes not as much. Um, but knowing like how are our outcomes with, within the various churches that we work with, like are we getting traction with pastors? Are they doing victim care better? Are they holding perpetrators accountable? What are they doing? You know, those are things that are huge because when a client says, if I go to my pastor here, what do you think is going to happen? Well, if I know that church, I know what's going to happen. They're going to do a great job. They're going to really take care of them, or maybe they're not going to do as great a job. And how can we, as our, as part of their care team, step into that place and help them get the support they need, get the help they need. So we have outcome data around that at our practice, which is incredibly helpful and gives us a lot of confidence in, in working with survivors and with perpetrators and helping everybody be in a different place, including the church that they attend. So Nicole asks, how much time did you have to commit to the program and take time away from clients to reboot your systems? Time is a big worry for people. So yeah. anyone want to speak to that? I, I was going to pick on Tabby really quick because I remember like Tabby was working in the four jobs and I almost feel like I remember it was like, and I listened to stuff while I was commuting in my car or what have you. So Tabby, can you share about like what it took for you to like figure this out and work it into your life and to do the full reboot? And yeah, I, I gave it as much time as I had in the moment that I had. And I think one of the things I remember hearing from the very first round was do what you can. Like it's always there for you. It's evergreen. It will always be there. All of the tools will be there. Any new tools will be put in there. So do what you can and give it as much time as you have. So I would listen to the lives, like falling asleep. I think Kelly, you did some of the lives like way late. And I was like, cool, <laughs> like my kid's in bed. I got this. And um, Miranda was more on the morning. So I like might listen to whatever Miranda was talking about in the morning and then listen to the videos and the trainings. Like while I was eating lunch, I actually don't work during lunch anymore. That is a post uh, boot camp thing for me. Um, I actually just take lunch and like eat food. It's kind of fun. But, you know, that's, I, I put it in where I could and made the changes where I could. And then the second round through, I gave it a little more time because then I understood because I was moving toward my ideal day, which was to have time. And now my clinical days, I only work two clinical days a week and, you know, don't work a few of the days a week and then like do administrative stuff on the other day. So it's a, it's a shift and you can shift little by little. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. I know some of us as therapists can be very all or nothing, <laughs> um, but do what you can do, implement what you can implement, and you will get there. Nikki, what did you want to add? Thank you, Fabi. I would say that I dedicated a couple of hours a week as I could. I mean, the materials in Zenimi, like Tavi said, are always there. So you just have to do step by step. I literally just did like a couple hours of watching videos and doing the worksheets. 
and not only like taking in the knowledge, but being able to apply the knowledge. So it takes a little bit more time to do that over over time, but you can always come back to it. So don't get tripped up on, you know, I used to get so down on myself. And I think, Miranda, I think your motto for a while was progress, not perfection, right? And so I kind of adopted that. I used to hear that over and over so many times. And I used to get so down on myself that I wasn't getting everything done and that it wasn't going fast enough. I wasn't building fast enough. I wasn't getting clients fast enough. But I think if you want to do it, start with your ideal day, start having, you know, conform to that schedule and then start making changes as you go. So, you know, Nicole, like, don't worry about the time because it's only a couple hours a week. And, you know, I think all of us that are here are, you know, haven't done this overnight. So. Yeah. I think there's a difference too between a live working session where we're on a lot more versus in between sessions too, but you still get to choose what works for you. Yeah. So some people will go in and do like, they'll take a week off from clients and yeah, Aaron's going like, that's me. And then like kind of hyper-focus and get a lot done. Just like if you were going to a training program, you're going to, many of us would sign up for a certification. We would take a week off because we'd say, oh, the certification is going to change my clinical life. This is the piece. Like you can invest it. You can call it a certification. If it makes you feel better, we'll call you bootcamp certified at the <laughs> end of it. But realistically, like you can take that week off or you can do a reduced schedule you can figure out what makes sense for you. And because it is like that year long program with the lifetime access that you can keep coming back through, you can have different schedules and try things on for size. And over time, whatever your schedule is and whatever that looks like for you, your practice will absolutely transform. There are people who get through, truly get through like the modules in two weeks, which is insane, but it's usually they don't have pets. They don't have kids. Maybe they're single, you know, like whatever the dynamic is. I don't know what they're doing, but they can get through that. And then there are other people that are like, no, it took me like a solid two years because I had three jobs and I had literally six kids and here's the dynamic. And I could carve out this much time per week, but like here I am. And it's been life-changing, right? And it's hard to hear. I think what's hard is to hear everyone's stories. And like Nikki's reminding you, this didn't happen overnight. This takes time. And I think anytime you come up against a program that's like overnight transforming, sure, maybe overnight your phone's ringing more, but is the solidity of the practice there? Um, you know, not necessarily. Gina, what are you going to say? I want to piggyback on what you're saying, Kelly, because like I'm here now and, and there are days where I say, really? Is this how, is it mine? Um, it took five and a half years to get here. Mm -hmm. And the first two and a half, I struggled with changing anything because if I let go, I didn't know what was going to happen. And so it took me longer than it needed to, but I needed to go through the struggle of learning that I was hanging on so tight that I was eventually just going to hang myself. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have that time and understanding that there isn't a timeline that you need to follow. It's the one that's going to work for you. And so mine turned out to be longer and harder than it probably needed to be, but clearly I needed to do that in order to get here. And I did get here. And so what if I could have done it two years faster? I still got here. 
Yep. It doesn't that. matter. And I, <laughs> I don't know, Gina might kill me for calling her out on this, but I remember one of the first ones where she started getting like significant profit she thought something was wrong and she went back to the boot camp, the, the bookkeeper and was like, <laughs> I think something's wrong. And he's like, no, you finally have your business set up properly and there's Profit. actual money. I, something that? had to be wrong. Something wasn't getting done right because I was getting money. Like there was so much head trash around earning real money. Mm. I mean, I'll put in perspective here when I was doing this and I started and I, before I started boot camp. I was making maybe $15,000 a year and I was working probably 40 to 50 hours a week, nights, weekends, didn't like whatever I could shove work in. So that's not how it is now, but that's where I started and what I wasn't willing to let go of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edwin A, I hope I have said your name properly. Um, asks, is there help with building a referral network so you can confidently refer clients to another therapist? I find that clients are resistant to ending because they struggle to find a therapist who's accepting clients or has a similar niche. Tabby, and then Erin. I would say one of the greatest gifts of boot camp is knowing people. Um, I have met the most incredible therapists because we all have an interest in doing this in a different way. And, and clinically amazing, um, but, but not like an agency model, right? Like we all kind of have a lot of similar values in how we do what we do and a similar idea of outcome. And so when I refer to another boot camper, I have a lot of confidence in that. Um, and I've gotten to know some of the boot campers really well. In fact, a few of them are here in this call today that that I know really well. And it is the biggest blessing of my entire life is this community. And so, yes, I think that as you get to know people, because there is a map that shows us where everybody's at and what their practice says, that it's an amazing opportunity to be like, Hey, let's grab like an actual in real life coffee. If we're doing the IRL things or, Hey, let's do a virtual coffee. Let me get to know you know more about you. And then we have people that we can refer to that we know our solid clinicians and amazing humans and also do business in a way that we all feel good about. And I think that is an emphatic hell yes, absolutely that exists here. Erin, mm -hmm. what did you want to add? Yeah, I think definitely that piece as well as what's really fun is when, so I have boot camp and then I have the play therapy community in Colorado. And I was at a the Colorado Play Therapy Conference the last time it was in person. And I think two or three other people connected that we were all boot campers as well. And so making that connection. But the other piece that's been really helpful is just the um, development of a tracking sheet. Like, here's who I've connected with. Here's where referrals are coming from. So I think some of that is there's the foundation for how are you going to track people who are referring into you, but also people you know that you're referring out to. And that has been easier. And, you know, when I need a referral, I can shoot an email out saying, hey, this is the opening I have. Here are the, here's my ideal client. And a lot of times I get that feedback back from other clinicians in the community. Awesome. That's sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other thing I would say just to all this is even if there aren't people near you in boot camp, which I would be surprised, but maybe you're not. I, so some of these people on the panel, I know very well, and 
I will actually reach out to them and say, Hey, I know you're part of this community. Do you know someone near me that I could refer to? And I can't tell you the number of times that it has come back with, Oh yeah, call this person, say, you know, me and get that process started. So now you're not just cold calling this person. You're, you're taking a referral from somebody else, even though you've never met that particular person. That's also a great thing about boot camp community. Boot camp community. We have a directory. It's no longer, we've taken the map and now it is a directory where you can search clinicians near you or I sometimes go in there. Often some of y'all need to update your profiles because I go in there and I'm like, I type in like a niche name or something and then I can find people. And recently there was something for like, I've referred to Erin and Erin is in Colorado, but because she does some coaching, I've been able to refer people to her or, you know, Nikki, who's in my area, um, been able to refer to her. But I always say, here's these people. If they can't help you, I trust whoever they would refer you to because they are a boot camper. And I know that we treat this with real respect that the way we do referrals is a service to the community. And that is a culture that we create at Zanini. So I'm grateful yeah. to be able to trust each and every one of you with, with people we love that we refer to. And I always think it's funny. I've heard so many stories over the years of people going to like reach out and do networking and they do it in a way that like really makes sense. And we teach people exactly how to, how to do that in a way that's really like affirming and giving and, and being of service. But they'll say like, I reached out to 20 people. This only this one person responded. We sat down to have coffee. We were like, so like having vibing. I'm going to say that sounds kind of cheesy, but like, we're so vibing. And then we realized, oh my gosh, we're both campers. Like, because the energy and values, the fact that they have time to respond to questions that they have energy to sit down and actually get to know and build relationships with people that they value that. And that they're having like real authentic conversations that they're not burnt to a crisp, like this is what happens. Tabby? I was also going to say, not just for client care, but also like, you know, if you move across the country after selling all your stuff in 30 days, like I did, because um, my son needed some medical care and Texas is where it's at, baby. And so, you know, I got here and on our first, I call it a scouting mission, um, had, you know, coffee and lunch and dinner with boot camp people that I love and know and you know, I was not moving to an area all alone. I was moving to an area with my people, right? So like some of my people are close yeah, by and I, hopefully I'm one of their people. And so that is a gift and a half that I think we don't always think about because, you know, when life ain't guaranteed, things change fast. And in 2020 and 2021, like, man, it's been a extra. And to have this community has been absolutely vital. Jennifer, what did you want to ask? Um, the buddies. So it's amazing that we we have a trio of two boot camp buddies that um, we've been working together, meeting monthly for almost two years now, which is wow. crazy. So I'm in Indiana, one's in Wisconsin, and one's in Seattle. So we've never met in person, but just I mean that is amazing because now it's like okay, I it's like I have their network, you know, and so and then I started a consultation group of um, some of them are. Um, some of them are Indiana, but it's like of boot campers. So it's like I have, so now I have like those personal relationships. I know how they work. I know. So it's like, I feel really good about those like referrals, like back and forth. Yeah. Jennifer, do you want to read, you made a comment a little while ago about your schedule 
in boot camp and like how you moved through the program and, and what it took for you to see change? Um, so I was recently diagnosed at 38 years old with ADHD. So it explains a lot. Um, but so every time boot camp comes up and including the first one, I'm like, I'm going to block off two weeks and I'm going to really, and it never happens. Now, the first one was because of money because I needed to work. But then since then, it's just because I'm not good at planning or executive functioning, <laughs> but like, and I also like my work now, but, um, I wouldn't block off those times. And I think I don't know what it was, but what's gotten me through is like, okay, when I signed up having the modules, I was just looking through like my Google drive, which is amazing. So December 27th, I must've hit that like sign up button because I have like all these, like the ideal client, the niche, the, this, the, this, like where I, I did. So I will work in like fits and starts. It's like, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And then it's kind of like, okay, implementing because life gets busy. And then like the next thing comes up, like there was like a marketing masterclass and I can see the dates of like, I did, oh, da, 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 da. and then like, you know, not that I'm not working on my business, but really not like, I'm just doing the business. And then like when boot camp rolls around, like this past spring, I was like, maybe it was this past spring. Maybe it was the one before. Um, I didn't have a website. And it's like, okay, the Dubai, I know that you all have these live working sessions. It's like so precious to have your feedback. And I'm like, if I don't get my website done, I won't have Kelly and Miranda to look at it for another six months. So I'm like, I'm going to stay up till 4am and do my website, but that's how I work. And I yeah. did it. And I've not really touched it since. So it's like, it worked. That works for me. So like, I think in those moments of desperation where I'm like, I need something to change. I will find the time because it's like, let's be honest. I was on my phone sometimes way longer than I needed to be. Um, and like, and I think just by, by carving out, even if it was sacrificing sleep to me at that time, it was more important. And it was, cause now I can, when I look at that ideal day, I'm only off by one hour now. Like I'm pretty much like there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm going to read out your statement too, because I think that giving context, because I know there'll be people listening to this that won't be able to read your comment. Um, I was desperate when I signed up. I was so tired, but burned through the modules because I needed to change ASAP. I was all private pay within six months and had a minor dip in income. Then within the first year, tripled my income. I would not set aside time like I planned, still do this for boot camp, but the urgency of a live session and the help available got me to plow through the work. So I built my website in two days using the modules during one session. And I'd listen to the videos while walking, driving, et cetera. Right. So yeah, I just want to, I was still seeing clients too. I looked back at my, at my schedule. So I still had full, I didn't block out time. So there you go. I know it's lovely when we can block out time, but sometimes we don't have the privilege of that, right? Sometimes we're in a place where we've been going so hard for so long, we're so burnt out, where you gotta kind of find the day and kind find the time and, and figure it out and know that, hey, I'm, I'm gonna go hard for the next two months, but not, you can't go hard for two years, guys. Like. I think a graduate school and, and gathering hours and the licensure process sets us up for these unrealistic expectations of ourselves that we need to just burn ourselves into the ground year after year after year. And it's not sustainable. And it's one of the reasons why we have such burnout in our profession, why we are the lowest, pay, you know, the top lowest paid master's degrees. If you go look at the top 10 list, every time I check them, I'm like, oh man, they came up with a new degree title. 
for therapists. And so now it's not just, okay, psychology and social work. Now it's also art therapists and dance and movement therapists and all these different options that we have to niche ourselves. And we just keep taking up that top 10. And I want us to shift out of that. And you guys are making that happen um, by really saying like, there's value to this work and there's value to me as a human and the same life that I want for my clients. I get to have that life too, right? Yes. So I don't know if other people have questions. They can feel free to post. You have a panel here of experts in moving through, starting and building their practices and having experienced like different phases, like Nikki having to start over, Tabby moving states, Aaron starting over. There's a lot of that. Jennifer leaving uh better, better help. help oh the better helps and lauren getting started and gina also kind of in some ways starting over like going through business divorces we have a few people in here who have done that as well miranda and i yeah. that's another thing that does come up a lot in boot camp is if i'm struggling what if i had a friend or a partner and people ask us a lot about going into business partnerships because well we have one so you'd think we'd be really pro business partnerships but um, i said this in another call that we're kind of like mama bears and we're going to seek to protect um, our members and really look out for what's best for them we lucked out this is not the norm <laughs> Um, and it's, it's like a marriage. It takes work and communication and vulnerability and, and intentionality behind all of it. Um, but we've had people come in, you know, and thinking like, I'm going to do that. That'll help. Or, you know, like, I just need this one thing. And, but what can happen is, and you all can speak to this. Sometimes you come in with an idea of what you need and then you get opened up to, oh, Actually, yeah. it might be some other things here yeah. and some things have to die. Like Gina saying, I got, had to let go of that. Or Aaron said, I had to say goodbye to that. Uh, Susan has a question, I think. Do you want to unmute Susan? And feel free to raise your digital hand because we can't see everybody's faces. So yes. we don't want to miss people. Hi, um, I can't say what was before <laughs> y'all and because I just started, but um I thought it was funny that I was going to even enter the struggling group because uh, I have a friend that I just hired as an assistant and she thinks everything's going great. But I counted the other day. I have 35 active clients and Ooh. I'm working 57 hours a week. Oh, well, we know what the before is. We're going to fix that. <laughs> Woo! I felt like I needed to be in the struggling. Yeah, yeah because it's I, not quantity. It's not it's quality. quality. And it's right? killing me. And yes. my husband left three months ago from his job that he had and started his own company, IT, oh. IT services. And he doesn't have a single client yet. No. And so maybe it's he needs camp. on me and yes. it's so freaking scary. It is, but we, it has been all on 
both of us. I went through having a, a partner that was underemployed and then unemployed and going back to school. And then I went through also divorce, um, all of those kinds of things during the recession. And after all those pieces, Kelly has gone through layoffs. Um, layoffs. But I've always, I married a teacher. I mean, like we were, I mean, <laughs> there was no, I mean, he has started his own business since his layoff, which was just like, Oh, really? We're going to do that. But, it's, you know, it's, it's working out um, as some of the boot campers know who work with him. But um, yeah. OK, we're going to change that, Susan. I can't yeah. wait to, to hear see you on this panel next time. And there and you are not alone. There's a lot of people who are, quote unquote, full but they're struggling because yeah. the finances aren't there. Right. And Aaron's one of those people too. I was full, but like I was struggling, like the, the finances were not there. It did not make sense. Jennifer was full and the finances yeah. were not there. She fell for better helps, wonderful marketing of like, Hey, you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Won't it be lovely? And then yeah, again, no, 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 no. Okay. Awesome. There's another question we have from Edwig. Um, were there any mind shifts, mindset shifts that were harder to let go of over others? I feel like the scarcity mindset is so hard to let go of for me at this time. Yeah. Gina. Uh, every mindset was hard for me to let go of. Um, scarcity, profitability, admitting that I didn't know, like I needed somebody else's help was hard. Um, accepting that help was even harder and having the community, having Kelly and Miranda, well, it didn't, I don't think it pushed me through it any faster. It was helpful to know that they were going to be there even in my resistance. So even though I was like, yeah, I was, I was a help seeking rejector, right? Like I wanted the help, but not really. And so <laughs> they were still there, even though I was in that space and they were like, it's okay. It's all right. Let's just, we'll go back around again. Like, let's do the same thing again and talk about it again and figure out where the hangups are. And okay. Like this time we'll move an inch forward and that's okay. Cause it's a little bit of progress. And that's all we're looking for is a little bit of progress. So I had trouble with every mindset and eventually over time they got better. So it, it is, it's a process. The whole thing is a process. It doesn't just happen and you can't just say, poof, it's all going to be different. It, you've got to go through whatever your process is. And, and, they, and, and, and the community will be there to support you in whatever that looks like. And however yeah. many times you stumble, we'll be there to help pick you up. And I, I remember the moment when there was a big breakthrough um, with Gina and she came in and said, I'm ready. I'm going to do, I'm going to do the thing. Like, tell me to do it. I'm going to do the thing. And it was just a magical thing to see how quickly um, that shift was and just what a powerful business owner um, Gina is. Like, honestly, truly, um, she is a freaking powerhouse. The power that it took to like stay stuck in something that was like not working for that long is like with equal determination and like just amazingness that she is badass and moving down the path of going to that next level um, in the in the way that really works for her. 
Camilla says, so seeking a partnership is not a great idea. I keep thinking I need to manifest a great connection with another boot camp or an established partnership. Uh, but maybe it's really you need to establish accountability and support and camaraderie because a partner, what are they going to do or versus outsource, you know, so that's what we want to consider. So Camilla, I want to see you in the next round of boot camp, posting your questions so that we can help you move through this into what you're really wanting. Because if it's not totally feeling satisfactory, we want to help you with that. So with the last couple minutes we have here, I would love for each of you to share what you would say to yourself when you were first like going through the struggling period. I know we still all face struggles every now and then, um, but I would love, what is that advice that you have for that younger self who was struggling in building that practice? We'll start with uh, Nikki. Uh, what I would say to myself is, um, I think don't hesitate, right? I think just do one step at a time, literally, because I just got so much into my head. I had that scarcity mindset. We all start with that. And so really just taking the time just to just do, just one, like one step in front of the next. Um, and knowing that the community is there behind you. So you can throw out questions to everyone and everyone responds, right, within a timely manner. So, um, you know, if it's not Miranda and Kelly, like all of us will chime in. And so you always have people there to support you. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that whatever you do, like it's a slow transition. So, you know, be patient with yourself, but just start and, and have confidence in the therapist that you want to become. Awesome. Gina. Awesome. Uh, I would say, give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Give yourself the space and give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. That's Jennifer. Um, I would say that there is nothing different between you and those people who are on the podcast with their success stories. Um, I remember very vividly taking a hike through our woods, listening to all those podcasts during my first round of boot camp, and just thinking like there was this huge gap between where I was and being one of those successful people, like they had it all together, and I never would. Um, and you know, it's crazy. This past um, March, uh, Kelly had you know, we, we did a talk and I didn't know if it was like for one of these things or for, for whatever. And then we were on the, on the zoom call and you, I'm like, so what is this for anyway? Cause I was like, I want, this was my goal. She's like, oh, it's for the podcast. What? <laughs> I'm not, I'm one of those. So like, that was like mind blowing to me. It's like, well, I still, I don't really feel much different, <laughs> but it's like, but I'm there. Like it's, it was amazing. There wasn't like just one day where I'm like, I've made it, but that was one of those moments. Um, so it's like, there's nothing that separates you from those people, except for like confidence and the tools that's it and support. Tabby, what do you have to share? Trust the process. The process does work and it is it is worth trusting, even when you're like, what the hell are we doing this for? <laughs> you know, do it anyway. Um, 
because it will net rewards. And I ran the highest payroll I have ever run in my business yesterday. Congrats. And I had the highest month of profit I have ever had this past month. So, you know, if you trust the process and you follow it through, you are going to change the world. You're going to change your life. And it's going to be amazing. And you're going to be sitting up here in a year to two years from now going, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Erin. Sounds cheesy, but it works if you work it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Tabby took my, like, just trust, trust the process. Right. Um, And then trust yourself. I think that's been the big one for me in this last year is like, when it feels like this is, this is too good to be true. It can't last like this. Like the foundation is there because of boot camp, and it's not going to dissolve. I love it. Yeah. I love, I was reading through the comments where you were talking about like that mindset shift of stop doing all the other things that you were trying to piece together and income and just really focus in on here's my one-to-one therapy. This is where my, my income is. I need to get this really solid before I decide if I'm going to add anything in and how scary that was. And then, Oh wait, I can take care of myself and my business first. And then I can decide if I want to do these other things instead of looking to other people to support my dreams. Miranda's going to put the link in there for those of you who want to join boot camp. The doors close Friday, but I just want to thank each of you for sharing your story, for showing up and giving us a bit of your time. I know you were all so busy and we are honored that you are in our community. I mean, if you want to make your day, talk to some boot campers and it just makes my heart so happy. And it reminds me of why we do what we do. So thank you for that. Thank you for this gift that you've given to all of us and to people who listen to this in the recording. I just appreciate each and every one of you. And I know Miranda does as well. So I feel absolutely honored to know you guys and to know that you're making a huge difference in our communities as a whole. Um, and especially um, knowing that trickle down of knowing that Tabby's taking good care of her employees and making sure that they're doing well and that Gina's taking good care of her employees and all of those different pieces, knowing that each of you, even if you don't have employees, that you're really just so focused on great clinical care and having time and energy to have a great family life, right? Yeah. Like sometimes we're we're getting into this place where we're, ha- we're feeling like, oh wait, the best of me happens at work and the worst of me is left for my partner and my you know family or children or what have you, because I'm exhausted and like burnt to crisp. Like that's not fair, it's yes. not necessary. So um, for anybody who is listening to this on the podcast, because this will go on the podcast, uh, zinnyme.com forward slash enroll. We'll see you there. I'll see ya. Thank you all. Thanks, guys. Bye.